Welcome to Remolations. We're your hosts. I'm Mindy. And I'm Brooke. Remolations is a dream interpretation podcast where we read listeners' dreams from nightmares to the just plain bizarre. Join us as we give you our comedic interpretation of your fucked up REM cycle. This week, we're talking about toppling foreign countries' economies, notes coming out of ATMs, and lots of money. <laughs> and not to mention sharing a soul with a dog. That's my favorite part. Let's get started. Hi, Mindy. Hey, Brooke. How are you? I am enjoying a nice glass of Pinot Grigio this evening, so I'm doing pretty well. I bet you are. I am actually changing it up tonight myself and having some rosé instead of my vodka and lemonade. And I'm drinking it from a giant mug. Yeti cup? <laughs> Yeti cup. It does, it, well, and first of all, pink. it's not a glass or a wine glass. Oh, no. It's a pink Yeti cup. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the only... Well, with a straw. Yeah, it has a straw, so it's fancy. Well... <laughs> Because who doesn't drink wine with a straw? I mean, it tastes delicious. Everyone. That's all I'm going to say. It's making me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That You need that. Yes, I do. So we have another fun episode with two dreams. I know. I'm excited about this. We got some really good feedback about the last one. We had two dreams and it was a lot of fun. So we're going to keep this going, I think. I know. And I love that we're getting more and more listeners from more places. And we're definitely just going to keep hearing your dreams. and talking about them. Well, do you want to get started with our dreams? I do. Do you want to go first or would you like me to go first today? Do you, what is your, do you have a long dream? Do you have a short dream? Do you have a nightmare? It's a long, mine's kind of a long one. Okay. Um, but all of the symbols in it, I think, really tie together, but it's going to be a long one to read. So it's up okay. to you. Well, I have a short one, so I can start with a short one. Yeah, let's start with you. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm so ready. I'm Sorry. so excited. I am too. I'm just going to have a sip of my wine. Oh, yeah, me too, with my straw. It helps, like, the vocal cords, I think. I do. I should gargle it. <laughs> Professor Grigio helps with the vocal cords. I think that's a scientific fact. I've read about it. <laughs> so this dream comes from Julia, and Julia is from South Jersey. I'm Welcome, excited Julia. to hear Julia's dream. She sent this in uh, a couple weeks ago, and... It's it's a unique one. It's it's kind of funny. So <laughs> I can't wait. The title of our dream is How I Toppled a Foreign Country's Economy. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Let's, get some, let's, get let's hear about some it. Some power here. Okay. <laughs> here we go. Last night in a dream, I was visiting a foreign country. While I was there, I sold a few homemade items, less than a dozen. This apparently <laughs> completely toppled and destroyed their economy, and the leaders were upset. <laughs> Very upset. I mean, it depends on which country. I mean, could I be. mean, if you're selling 12 items, that's going to It's going to be a really crappy economy. economy if it's only 12 homemade <laughs> items that are toppling it. She goes on to say, before leaving the country, I went to the ATM. Where the receipt comes out, a note came out from the leaders. The note demanded... <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I just have this visual picture of her at an ATM. In my mind, it's handwritten. Of course. It's like a handwritten note. Not even printed. When it comes out the regular receipt, little hole. The note demanded $200,000 in restitution. My bank account had less than two hundred, so I strongly refused the demand. 
My account has $68.77 in it. So I'd have to refuse as well. <laughs> it's enough to buy some rosé out of a Yeti cup. It's all good. I'm, that's what I have to save up for. <laughs> then I was somehow in the stands of a large event in this foreign country. The announcers came on and told everyone to reach under their seats. Several seats had red pieces of paper. Those oh, people had to go backstage to a separate area. Oh. I see, like, Oprah here. Like That's what I was thinking, but then it sounded a little scary when they had to, like, yeah. leave. I'm like, yes. at first I was like, you get one, you get one, you get one. You get and a handwritten I'm- receipt. You get a handwritten receipt. <laughs> you, you're going to be executed. <laughs> Come with us. Now I'm worried. <laughs> I looked at the announcer, and he gave me a look, and I knew I was the target of this charade, and the leaders had set this up to capture me. I reached under my chair, and it had a red paper. Since it was in public, I had to keep up the charade. (laughs) And then Julia writes, why? Why? I can't even cause a scene in a dream? (laughs) Oh, boy. We'll have to get into that later. I go back. Oh, hold on. My phone thought I was talking to Siri, I guess, or something. <laughs> oh, it's trying to call Julia. I don't even have Julia's number. <laughs> my do you know it's Julia? I don't even know Julia. I wish I did because she's, I'm sure, amazing if she has this dream. But I'm sure she is. If you have her phone number, just call her and thank her right away because <laughs> I'm already having fun. I go backstage with several others, probably a couple dozen, where I know I'll be held captive. Oh, boy. And then I woke up. I tried to go to sleep and finish this dream, but I couldn't. And that was a dream from Julia from South Jersey. Thank you, Julia. That is, that's something else. Okay, let's dive into it. There's a lot going on here. I mean, with the Oprah, I I love the Oprah feel of looking at your seat and getting a prize, but it's not a good prize. No, I like felt really excited at first. And then when you said (laughs) we had to go backstage, I immediately felt scared. Yes. I felt like it was a bad thing too for Julia. And it all started with just a couple of things that she was trying to sell, just completely top of the economy. Obviously, the the foreign country is a big part of this, this dream here. And a foreign country can mean a new territory in your life, like something that's foreign to you, something that you're not familiar with. So whether that be um, some sort of change in your life or school or a job or a relationship. So it's a foreign territory, not necessarily a foreign country that maybe uh, she's addressing in her life. Hmm, Yeah, I agree. If you're going to go to a foreign country, Brooke, that you've never visited, which you have visited a lot of beautiful countries, uh, what, which, well, I know you have a trip planned. I do have like my dream trip planned in March for the Maldives. So I would say the Maldives, but that's like legit going to happen. So if I had to say something after that, I would probably, oh God, I have such a list. I'd probably say Germany because I want to go to all my countries of heritage and I've already been to Ireland. Um, but there's so many, so many. How about you? I would like to go. Oh, that's hard. I would like to go to Italy. Yeah, I would like that's to a go good one. to Switzerland on the same idea of you of like visiting uh, countries where your uh, heritage is from. Yeah, so I'm yeah. I'm a quarter Swedish, so I put Sweden in there too. But man, there's I just want to go everywhere. Yes, and you have the blonde hair of a Sweden. I I don't look Irish or Swedish <laughs> at all. 
I don't have pale. You look Iowa. Yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely from the Midwest. <laughs> Going back to Julia's dream. So yeah, foreign countries, new territory. So something maybe just some changes in her life about to happen or maybe that are currently happening. The yeah. other thing I love to see in this dream was the n- numbers she used for n- amounts that she had to pay. So it was 200000 okay. And she said she only had $200 in her bank account. So right. the number two didn't come up once, but twice in that dream. That did. And or so even, even 200, 200,000 yes. or just 200. And I think that's interesting because if we look at numerology, which is also a very cool science oh, yeah. kind of to look into as well as dreams, it kind of all fades into the same realm of uh, science, it I would does. say. Yeah. Numerology says that even numbers can represent tranquility and peace, where right. odd numbers can be more about imbalance or opposites. So you're seeing, see, this is our perspective. You're seeing a two, which is an even number, and you're seeing tranquility and peace. I immediately went to 200. Hmm, which one is it? Also in numerology, say you have a bunch of numbers. Say the number is like 2015, like a year, perhaps, that came mm-hmm. up in your dream. What you do is add each of those numbers together. So the two plus zero plus one plus five, that gets you eight. As long as that number is a single digit, that's what numbers and numerology are based off of. So since it's a 200, you're adding all those zeros anyways, and it ends up being a two. Two. Oh, that makes, okay. That's very interesting. Once again, you're teaching me very good information. Thanks, Google. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, thanks, Google, not Mindy. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) No, but I do find it interesting. Numerology is interesting, as well as astrology and dreams. So they all kind of of come in together. All of it. But yeah, Yeah. even numbers represent tranquility, peace, kindness, balance, and harmony. So in that maybe new territory of her life that she's coming into, maybe she's worried about it, but her inner conscious is telling herself there will be peace with the decisions and the the changes that are going to be happening to her. Yeah, change is scary, but it does seem like she knows something deep down or something innately will be the right decision. So it'll be balanced. Maybe it'll add some balance. Yeah. I think she's headed in the right direction. Yeah. Now, finally, the other symbol I pulled out was the color red. Red has a lot of meaning for a lot of different cultures in different ways, of course. But red can often mean passion. It can mean anger. It can mean danger. Um, You think of things like red flags. Yeah. Maybe, you know, with this new territory that she's coming into in her life, she's thinking about there's like warnings that, you know, she's feeling kind of trepidatious maybe about any changes. But that number two, I keep going back to leading us to believe that there is going to be peace and harmony with what's going on. Yeah. I mean, I think it keeps going back to she's scared about change something that's always scary, but in the end knows it's what she has to do to get to this place of tranquility. Yes. What was your favorite part of Julia's dream here, Brooke? Well, it was the note coming out of the ATM (laughs) because again, my fucked up brain saw it as a handwritten note and that just made me laugh out loud. I don't know why I would think it'd be handwritten, but I think it's, uh, (laughs) it's very clever that they would go through an ATM to give her this message. (laughs) Right. Like they couldn't deliver it any other way. But she she had to put her PIN number in. Oh, I wonder if her PIN number had a bunch. It was just like two, 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 two. All these twos. (laughs) If it is, Julia, you should totally change it. Change it, Julia. Change your PIN number. Everyone knows it now. (laughs) 
<laughs> don't let Russia know. They're going to stop the podcast again on us. <laughs> yeah, it was a good one. What did you like the best about it? I love the number. Well, I love the number twos. So I think I think numbers and dreams and colors or dreams are very significant. So I, I think that was really cool that she remembered details of that. Yeah. And you remember such specific details. So yeah. I think you would understand where she's coming from. So I think that's very cool. Thank you, Julia. That was amazing. If you would like to be part of our podcast, you can share a dream as well. Go to revelations.com slash share a dream. You can be the next lucky listener who gets their dream read by Brooke and I. Woo. Okay. So should I share my dream? I would love to listen to your dream. Okay. This comes from Amanda in Salt Lake City. And the dream title is Soul Bonded with Someone Else's Dog. Oh my I'm I'm excited already. You know it's gonna be a good one. Okay, so I'm gonna read this. It's a little long, but it's very interesting. Okay. Right. So last night I had a dream I was living in this community of people. Everything was really far away and there were no cars, but it was all kind of set up like a mini mall or an outlet store center. Or a commune or a cult. Uh-oh. I mean, I like that she was living in like an outlet mall. That's like a dream come true for me. She was living in a storefront and really wanted a sandwich. So I had to walk all this way to a sandwich shop. The group of people who lived in the storefronts around me came with me because it was like a two hour walk, even though we could see the sign from our houses in quotes. It's like when you walk in Vegas and you're like, oh, That's only a couple blocks away, and you're like an hour later, you're still walking down the strip, but it's like a mirage. It's such a jip. I mean, you think, I'm just, I mean, each casino is its own five block radius, so it's very misleading. (laughs) I totally feel you, Amanda. Okay. That's a long walk for a sandwich, though. It is. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So on our way back, we were walking down this very specific hill. That was at a theme park I frequented as a child. The hill had not been there on our walk before, but it was there now. As we walked down the hill, we ran into this guy with his dog. The dog wasn't on his leash and was this beautiful Irish wolfhound, but like red-orangey. Irish setter-like color, but the size, shape, and hair of an Irish wolfhound. It was gorgeous. This dog and I stared into each other's eyes. I just knew this was my... They had a moment. They had a moment. They had a serious moment. I just knew this was my dog. I have a dog in real life who looks nothing like this. After a minute of intense eye contact between (laughs) me and this dog, I just continued my walk down the hill. And as I did, the dog followed me. I didn't call him. I didn't pull him in any way. He just followed his owner was screaming and yelling at me that I was stealing his dog. Oh, no. <laughs> but I they just, had a connection, man. They had a connection. and she, The dog she said, obviously wanted to follow her. For a reason, right? Mm-hmm. And she said, I just turned around and in the calmest voice said, then call him. And the guy <laughs> kept calling his dog and I kept walking and the dog just kept following me. Oh. One of the people I was with asked me, what we are going to feed my brand new giant dog. And I just responded, <laughs> peaches. <laughs> that was the end of my dream. <laughs> oh. So 
a lot going on here. A lot going on here, Amanda. Oh but my God. Lots of good stuff. Um, I don't know where to begin, really, because I think a lot of it ties into each other. Um, so I think the first thing is I thought was interesting was that she was living in a mall. Dream? I mean, who doesn't want to, like you said? When you were a kid, did you ever dream of like about what it would be like to be stuck in like Sears overnight? I mean, because Sears or whatever was kind of a big deal or JCPenney. <laughs> I mean. But like you had, but then you'd have to worry about the food. You have the bed. It'd be like a dream come true because I love the movie Mannequin. Did you ever see Mannequin? Oh, yeah. Where like Very the mannequin would come alive at night and they would just run around Prince and Company and yes. do whatever they wanted and try on whatever they wanted. I'm like, that's awesome. So yeah, I have thought about it. <laughs> yeah. If it was, you know, legal, we probably would have tried if we would have thought about it, we probably would have tried it in high school. Um I'm surprised I had the connection at JC Penny. I mean JC Penny, I was gonna say we should have tried to sneak in. I could have totally snuck in the back of the stock room at night. We could have stayed the night in the mall. Damn it, we didn't take our opportunity when we had the chance. Yeah, now we can't do it. There's too many cameras around. We'd be busted. Right, you could have got away with so much stuff in the late eighties and back in the olden days. (laughs) There was like one security guy and he probably just made the rounds every three hours. He was probably just taking a nap at Aladdin's Castle Arcade. <laughs> <laughs> the arcade. Yes, right next to the CD shop. Yeah, right next to Sabaro. He ate <laughs> much pizza. When you get hungry. <laughs> I love it. So what I think about that is n- lots of choices. I think mm-hmm. things like something is very overwhelming to her. I think there's just a lot going on in her life. And it's coming about as a mall because there's kind of endless choices at a mall and she doesn't mm-hmm. really know what direction to go. That's just what I thought. I think that's a great thought on it. I would agree with that. Yeah. Okay, good. We agree. The fe- second, th- second, second, the second thing I Take thought, another drink of your Yeti wine. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Okay. The second thing I thought was that the mall was really far away and removed. So in my mind, I thought maybe this was her putting off like an important decision, like mm. trying to kind of push it out there and not have to deal with it. That's interesting. I, I thought of it as maybe she's not relying on other people around her to give her guidance on that decision. Oh, like okay. she's isolating really herself and she's not asking for advice, maybe. Oh, I like that. I okay. like yours too, though. Both very good. <laughs> We're both right. <laughs> the fact that she needed to go to a sandwich shop. Not only was funny, she was just hungry, <laughs> and I, it made me hungry too. But I think of like sandwich shop. Think of everything you put on. So it's like again, more lots of choices, more choices, more decisions to be made. So I think it's kind of all tying together. And the fact that the people from this community that lived in the storefronts <laughs> were following her, maybe this is something from her past. Like it's still following her around. I took mm-hmm. it kind of literally, but. It Who could knows? also mean maybe. that maybe she, if she makes this decision, she will be like a leader in that decision or something. Right. Yeah. I like that too. See, I like how we have different perspectives on this. Again, the next thing is this hill. I thought it was very interesting that she said it was very specific from her childhood. Yeah. So is this an issue she's been dealing with since she was a kid? Maybe, maybe not. Not sure. And the theme park, 
because the hill was part of the theme park. When I think of a theme park, just chaos, like so much is happening. Mm -hmm. And that might tie in to this confusion and this being overwhelmed. So I think a lot of these things are kind of fitting together. Going back to the hill, I guess I would say a hill without even researching, I would think would represent an obstacle of some sort. Overcoming something. Right. But she was going down the hill, which I think is interesting. And also it wasn't there, she said, on the way to the shop, but it was there on the way back. Mm -hmm. That's very specific. So I was thinking, again, maybe this ties into something from her childhood, like something going back, but definitely struggling with overcoming something. Mm-hmm. Now, now we get to the good stuff, the dog. Oh, I, um, my heart is melting already, Amanda. I am a dog lover. So that's where Brooke and I differ. I love dogs. She loves cats. Yes, we're definitely dog people and cat people, but I do love just about all animals. And I do love the fact that dogs probably in my mind represent some kind of loyalty, some kind of protection. So here's where I have two kind of different ideas and like to hear your thoughts on it. I thought, does this dog represent someone in her life who symbolizes like loyalty and protection who can help her through whatever she's the struggle Mm -hmm. is. But more than that, I thought, Maybe the dog represents herself. That is she exactly just knew. what I was thinking. Okay, good. Because she just knew he was meant to be there. And she took control of the situation because the dog stayed with her. So she's not being controlled by someone else. So maybe she's ready to kind of take that next step and focus on whatever is happening here in her life. Come over that whatever obstacle, that hill coming down off of it. She's going to find maybe she's going to find some inner perspective when she overcomes something that real that she realizes that came from within i think the dog could also represent like you said it's an inner perspective of herself the her herself is this dog and she sees this dog and she comments how beautiful this dog is mm-hmm. from the hair to the way it looked at her and the colors and i think sometimes we need to take a step back and really appreciate our own beauty and so maybe it's it's her unconscious telling her that she's good enough, that she's beautiful enough, that she is this perfect little animal that she sees and she fell in love with, but that's her. I totally agree. And I actually wrote down a note about this, but it was after I had to... Okay, so Peaches threw me off completely. I had no idea where to go with this. So Maybe she was just hungry for Peaches. I do not know. It was one of the... I actually looked this one up because I'm like, I have no idea what Peaches means. But it was kind of like the pineapple from last week's episode where it's a time of joy and pleasure eating a peach. And it's a good mm-hmm. omen. So I, mm-hmm. I totally agree with you with the dog representation of herself and feeding him peaches might mean she needs to mm-hmm. love herself and have a better relationship with herself. So I think we're totally on the same page as that. And maybe if she does give herself, you know, some of that reflection and some of that love that she needs for herself will give her the strength and confidence. Amanda, we think you're a beautiful woman. Your dream is telling you you're a beautiful woman. Take that 
as a sign to just believe in yourself and know your self-worth because I think, Brooke and I both think you're just amazing. We Great do. Dream. And thank you so much for submitting your dream. Um, and Call it a Salt Lake. Woo, Salt Lake, which is also BTW, my newest favorite Real Housewives franchise. And it is good. It's only in its second season and it is good. So if you know any of those crazy mm. ladies, stay away. That is going to help your situation any. So just stay away from any of them. <laughs> Don't forget to follow us anywhere on social media at Remelations. And make sure to head over to Remelations.com to learn about becoming a Patreon member. And other ways to support the show, like giving us a good review and just telling two people, just two new people about the podcast. Thank you, Julia and Amanda. Those were some amazing dreams today. That was a lot of fun. So much fun. Um, yeah, I loved I so loved much. them. So different, too. Yeah, very, very different. And I think we had lots of different opinions on it, which I think is what dream interpretation Absolutely. is all about. So it was a lot of fun. So a little bit of um, podcast news for you, Brooke. And I'm not sure if I had shared all this, this exciting news with you yet. Ooh, I can't wait. Hold on. Can you hear it? <laughs> it sounds like a I horse hear, like, running it in my upstairs. I feel yes. like I hear like someone running. The, Is it him running? Yes. Like his claws? He's the size of okay. a horse. Yeah, so that. that's him running across the <laughs> living room. Okay. He's the size of a He's pony. the size of a mini Shetland. <laughs> Yeah, he's really cute, though. So taking a look, taking a look at our last yes. episode, we have listeners from all over, but I want to share some of these locations that listeners are from. Uh, Philadelphia. Nice. Shout out to Philly. Good. Omaha. Good. Salt Lake City, which is our, maybe our girl Amanda maybe. there. Okay. Albany and Sweetwater. Okay. Minneapolis, St. Paul, Dallas, Fort Worth. And a few international listeners from Belgium and Brazil. Woo! Yay! Going international. Isn't that exciting? That's awesome. I don't even know people who live in those areas. So I think that's I don't, insanely cool. I don't know anyone in any of those cities or countries. So that is very exciting. Thank you. We appreciate you all. A shout out to you and thank you for listening to this podcast because we love and appreciate you so much very, very for tuning much. in. Yes, absolutely. So I need to tell you a story about um <laughs> I talked to my dad this week. Okay. And so I call my parents, I talk to them both at least once a week. Yeah. And they usually do that. Okay, do you remember Seinfeld? You know, like Jerry calls home and they put him on speaker and like they he's gotta talk to both of them at the same yes, time. Yes. Yeah, okay. So that's what my parents do now. <laughs> okay. And I love them for it. <laughs> So I call my mom, but next thing you know, my dad's chiming in and I know I'm on speakerphone. <laughs> I talked to my mom this week and she's talking about the podcast and my dad chimes in and she goes, I really liked your giraffes and mini forks episode. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you listen to it? Because I totally expect my mom to listen to my podcast because she's my mom and she, these things kind of fascinate her as well. But I was surprised by my dad. 
Yeah, that's so cute. But I remember remember when I did movie reviews on the radio and your mom would always tune in. It was just the cutest. She's like, I listen to your movie reviews. I'm like, oh, my God. Thank you so much. She does. Yeah, she does. That's she adorable. still mention that to this day. Yeah, she's, she's cute. My mom's a big fan of us, <laughs> which I love. But my dad was a surprise. But the best part of the conversation was, is he goes, yeah, you know those custom clubs I made for you, those custom golf clubs? No way and i go yeah he goes do you know who made them for me who cut them down i say was no. that my uncle he goes brooks uncle john i was gonna say <laughs> i almost said it when we had that in the podcast my uncle john makes or used to make <laughs> some golf clubs and i was like i wonder where Mindy got her custom golf clubs. that isn't that funny i mean such a small world just a, a different uncle in general from yeah, what right. we've know. talked about now a couple of your uncles but yes this is <laughs> uncle john who makes custom clubs Such and that's how my dad made my clubs. that is great. isn't that funny i mean did you ever have to talk to your parents about cell phone etiquette and rules hmm. because i think as let's just say older people boomers they might grab a phone from you and like touch the screen and turn the photo off that you were trying to show them or they'll start <laughs> scrolling through your photos and you're like no, no. i just wanted to show you the i don't i photo. can't say i have that problem with my parents but it seems like you oh. may i yeah i do and i have to be like don't listen to videos in public it's oh rude. that part okay you're yeah sure you know all of those little rules where they they're not doing it to um be rude, but I don't think they really understand that when someone hands you their phone, it doesn't mean, hey, scroll through everything I have. <laughs> no, I'm just showing you this one picture. Oh, wait, let's see. What is this new one in here, Brooke? No. You're like, oh, you were supposed to see that one. <laughs> that is funny, though. Yeah, no. Yeah, it that is something that I know um, my brother and I have both had to have little chit chats with my parents about. But it does make me think that the only way my dad knows how to listen to our podcast is through Facebook. <laughs> and my mom's That's got amazing, Spotify. Though. No, I think my dad's got Spotify too, but he's like, no, I listened to it on Facebook. I'm like, well, it's funny because Facebook wow. just released their podcast player. And so that's, yeah. I guess, how he listens. Good job, yeah. Papa. Come <laughs> on. That's awesome. Tell me about how was your Thanksgiving? Oh, unfortunately, my Thanksgiving was kind of rotten because I was still super sick. So I didn't get to go to my. You're on the upswing now. So that is. I'm on the upswing. My, temp my, my, my temperature is finally back to normal. I didn't get to go to my big family Thanksgiving and I was so excited for it Aww. because we didn't get to do it last year. So I was kind of totally bummed, but. It's okay. We have Christmas coming up. I'm very excited for it. Um, did you end up going to your sister-in-law's house for Thanksgiving? Yeah, we did. Um, everything was good. And did you bring some side I dishes? Can't um, I so my family has this broccoli casserole we make, and uh -oh. it's kind of like green bean casserole, except for it's made with rice and broccoli and cheese whiz, and oh, it's like not the most healthy whiz? thing. <laughs> yeah, no, you can't use the Velveeta cheese. You have to use. Oh, the original cheese whiz. I'm totally in, the in for the cheese whiz. That's amazing. And then, of course, you put the French's onion on top, oh, and yeah. um, it's got celery onions. Like, it's it's the one dish that I have to have on Thanksgiving, so I bring it wherever I go. Um, next time I see you, besides your amazing Bloody Marys, I want this 
dish, this broccoli dish, because it's... A- I'm sorry. I only make it once a year. There's some oh, still in my shit. fridge, though. So if you can make it okay, over in the next well, few days, I'll totally give you some. Well, next year, I'll I'll have to meet up with you at Thanksgiving, because <laughs> I have to try this cheese whiz meal. It is. It's delicious. <laughs> I Broccoli casserole. That's what we just call it. But it's really just rice and cheese whiz um, with bits of broccoli. I honestly can't think of anything better to eat than cheese so i know you didn't get to enjoy thanksgiving this year but what is your favorite food of thanksgiving yeah this is a real toughie because um my family party is so big we have so many dishes we have like appetizers and we have dinner then we have desserts so it's so much to choose from but Mm. i think what i look forward to the most is the potatoes because we have probably <laughs> five different types of potatoes so i know oh, i'm kind of cheating man. and just saying potatoes in general but every potato dish like party potatoes mashed potatoes hash what are party potatoes oh um i don't know i think people call them different <laughs> things like that might be the same as hash brown potatoes okay just potatoes they come with a little bottle of wine yeah you pour some wine in the potatoes and you mix it (laughs) up Uh, i'm in that sounds like my favorite kind of potato cheese and potato combination i think is a real winner so that's what i'd say what is what's your favorite the broccoli (laughs) but i do i do have to go back and say i love my sister-in-law and her husband okay but the mashed potatoes, oh, no. my bro- my sister-in-law's husband, I guess, however that makes him, yeah. he is um, gluten-free. Oh, no. And so he made gluten-free, dairy-free mashed potatoes. How is that possible? I th- I would say it was about the same texture as paper mache paste. Oh, gross. How do you do it without dairy? Uh, it. Uh, so that was the low light of the <laughs> low light. Randy, I love you, but nice try, Randy. It's not the Do you like pumpkin pie? I don't. Mm-mm. See, I think it's really like a love it or hate situation. The texture. I don't like. I don't like yogurt. I don't like oatmeal. Anything that's like just slimy. I don't like. It has to have. I have to chew it. <laughs> like pumpkin pie. Ugh. No. Totally, I totally get the texture thing, but I think pumpkin pie is one of those things that it's really kind of like I was saying, it's like people either like it or they hate it. There's not really a gray area when it comes to pumpkin pie. What's your favorite? Or do you like pumpkin pie? I love it. Okay. I love it. So let me just wrap up. Yeah. So Randy, (laughs) great festive dinner, potatoes. Yeah. Um, nice try, Randy, but do better next year. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I just want to give a final thank you to Julia and Amanda for their dream submissions. Yes, thank you. The absolute best. Yes, keep them coming, guys. Keep them coming. The more you submit, whether it's small, big, detailed, reoccurring, nightmare, bizarre, just send it our way because we would love to share it on the show. That's what we're here for. Today was so much fun, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Until then, sweet Sweet dreams, dreams, bitches. bitches.